Hello, I'm Lucrecia Burak. Welcome to BBC News. Uh, there's been gunfire and explosions in Sudan's capital, Khartoum, as the Sudanese army clashes with paramilitary forces. Witnesses report the fighting is close to the army headquarters in the centre of the city. Smoke has been seen rising from Khartoum airport, and there are reports of clashes near the presidential palace. The two sides are in dispute over who governs the country. Now, Sudan has been run by the military since a coup in 2021. International leaders have urged the two sides to rethink talks and work towards returning the country to civilian rule. The US Secretary of State, Antony Blinken, described the situation as fragile and suggested forces opposed to a return to civilian rule were responsible for the fighting. Now, we just want to show you some pictures. This is what happened earlier on Sudanese state television. The newsreader can be seen briefly appearing, talking about the clashes, but then listen to what happens next. مع بعض المحللين لنقف على أبعاد ما يحدث الآن وما نستمع. That was actually gunshots that could be heard outside as the newsreader was speaking. Picture goes to blank and it uh, freezes and the broadcast was suddenly cut off. So what is causing the tension in Sudan? Well at the center of the dispute are the Rapid Support Forces. Now, this is a paramilitary group headed by General Mohammed Hamdan Dagalo, effectively the country's deputy leader. As part of Sudan's transition to civilian rule, the Rapid Support Forces were meant to be integrated into the army. But there's now a standoff between the RSF and the head of the army, General Abdel Fattah al-Bahan, over the timetable for the change. And then, of course, who will be in charge? Our Africa correspondent, Emmanuel Gunza, has the latest. Yes, indeed, this is a, quite an escalation of what we've seen um, <clears throat> over the last few weeks. Uh, the uh, military, both factions, the National Army and the uh, Rapid Support Forces, were part of the negotiations that were ongoing uh, to form a civilian government. They've uh, thrice missed that deadline. And then uh, last week, uh, towards the end of the week, we saw uh, uh, quite a bit of movement of uh, uh, RSF uh, rapid support forces uh, taking their military vehicles, armored vehicles, into the capital and into a town uh, in the north of Meroe, just quite near military base. And this uh, seems uh, to what uh, to uh, what has triggered uh, this latest fighting. And we do know the situation remains uh, very fluid with uh, many, both sides do claim they're in control of key installations, including the uh, presidential palace and the airport, and the fighting is continuing, been talking to people who've said uh, they're taking shelter uh, inside their houses because this fighting is just happening quite in urban residential areas. Uh, Emmanuel, I wonder if you could give us some context to the, the situation that we have at the moment. How is it that the, this paramilitary force was set up and why now are they at loggerheads with the government, their allies? Well, the 
the Rapid Support Forces was formed around 2013, and particularly it was operating uh, in the uh, Darfur region. And uh, during that time, they were accused of committing many atrocities. And then um, uh, when the, uh, uh, the former president, Omar al-Bashir, was ousted, they did play a big part in terms of uh, coming together with uh, the National Army, led by the current leader of Sudan, Abdel Fattah al-Burhan Bejendro. And they have been um, uh, in power in, in the transitional government that we saw that was being led by a civilian until uh, October of 2021 when then the military took over, uh, a military coup happened and uh, the civilian government was toppled and um, in effect uh, the leader of uh, the rapid support forces has been the second in command in Sudan. So it is quite a powerful outfit. It is very feared by many people in uh, in Sudan. And part of uh, the negotiations that have been going on and what we've seen in the demonstrations is that people simply want this unit to be disbanded, to be integrated into the army. And this is what uh, we see now uh, coming to a head, uh, the differences on whether, um, how long it will take for them to be integrated into the army, and also who will be heading the unified military unit. Emmanuel, this is often the case when a country attempts to transition from military to civilian rule. How ingrained is the military in Sudanese society? The military has been in charge for decades. Uh, we did see even through, through the years just before uh, President Omar al-Bashir uh, came into power, he toppled um, uh, a military ruler. And then himself, he was in the military. So the military has been very entrenched uh, in the politics, in the running of the affairs of uh, uh, Sudan. And this is particularly why we, we are seeing uh, the protests, uh, almost weekly protests going on uh, in Sudan, because the people say they are really tired of the military being uh, uh, in power, the demonstrations that we've seen even just last week, they have been calling on the military to immediately cede power to a civilian group and go back to their army barracks. There is a lot of talks um, ongoing about the restructuring of the military uh, because uh, they are uh, entrenched uh, not just in the politics but also in the running of the economic affairs of the country and therefore the reason why there is so much um, uh, concern and so much push for them to leave power. And that was Emmanuel Igunza speaking to me earlier. Let's discuss this further to give us a better idea of what we currently know is going on in Sudan. Mohanad Hashim is in the BBC World Service newsroom for us. So, Mohanad, what's, what do we know? Well, Lucrezia, what we know this afternoon is that uh, intense fighting is taking place in the Sudanese capital, Khartoum, and of course Sudan, uh, which is located in, northwest, uh, in northeast Africa, has been experiencing a lot of tension in the past few days. What we know is that the fighting started in southern Khartoum, in, in, in this area here. And if I can take you in through the map, uh, you can see that there is the airport. The fighting started south of Khartoum and then quickly materialized, took place in the airport when a convoy of RSF was seen driven down down the runway they opened fire at several in several areas in El Manshia district here and then near the Republican palace somewhere around here the, the fighting has been going on it's been reported that is fighting also across the river uh, in Omdurman on the other side where that clip you played from the radio and television is which is based across here um, all these firefights that are taking place in and around Khartoum are giving us a very conflicting picture because on one side you have the RSF putting out statements throughout their social media channels saying that they're in control of key strategic places 
like the airport and uh, the Republican Palace and the radio and television. On the other hand, you have the Sudanese armed forces that have also been issuing statements in the last couple of hours saying that they are in control. Um, the commander of the Rapid Support Forces, General Mohammed Hamdan Dagalo, gave a very strange uh, telephone interview to uh, the Qatari-owned Al Jazeera TV, where he accused the commander of the military, uh, General Abdel Fattah al-Burhan, of being a traitor, and the dog and vowed that the fight will continue. On the other side, the military have been releasing footage showing General Abdel Fattah al-Burhan flanked by another uh, senior army officer, General Kabashi, in what appears as a situation room, looking at footage and videos of how this operation has been going. Now, I've spoken to people who were stranded in that airport when the RSF came. Um, some, a lot of people were stuck in some of the airport halls while the firing was going on. Uh, we have seen footage on social media of destroyed aircraft uh, on the airport's runway. So at the moment it's a very volatile situation and it is not clear who's coming on top. Although it, uh, we need to say that the Sudanese armed forces have a bigger uh, personal force. In addition, they control the air force, which appears to be uh, playing a decisive role in the way that this current uh, confrontation might go. Mohanad, thank you very much for that context. Um, I'd briefly like to just take us out to international reaction. We've heard from the Secretary, um, U.S. Secretary of State, Antony Blinken. Um, he's made uh, some comments on this. I wonder if you could just tell us how important it is for the international community, how it's regarded for them to voice their um, upset at what is taking place when we consider the regional security and the destability, um, instability regionally that this could result in? Well, I don't think that there are two minds within the international community. Is right now Sudan is in the worst case scenario situation. This uh, conflagration between the army and the RSF, people have warned about it for the last four years, since uh, the former president Omar al-Bashir was ousted in April 2019. However, it appeared that for some time General Abdel Fattah al-Burhan was trying to maintain the peace between the armed forces and, and the RSF. But at the moment, with all uh, trust broke broken down. I've heard from some of my sources in Khartoum that both generals have their telephones off, suggesting that these generals do not want to be engaging with the regional or the international community. However, if the United States and Secretary Blinken has spoken to General Abdel Fattah al-Burhan earlier on this week and the general gave him his reassurances that they wouldn't go down the confrontation route and now we are there. So both generals have been making promises and they both have reneged on their promises several times. As far as people in the street, in Khartoum itself are seeing it, people, many people are, are sitting this down. They, they want to see what happens at the end of the day. For them, there is complete opposition to any military rule again. Okay. Mohaned, uh, thank you very much. Mohaned Hashim there of the BBC Africa Service. Thank you.